0: On this week's show, an NFL player retires at halftime, and
1: another week, another tie in the NFL? In this week's history lesson, we're going to tell the story of Bud Grant's incredible journey. That and much more this week in the world of football.
0: Hello? You play to win the game. Personal foul I'll pick this up. on number 99 of the defense. After he tackled the quarterback,
1: he's giving them business down there. at a 15-yard penalty. Hey, look out there. You want to get height? We're going to throw a forward pass. Signal. Eighteen seventy-two forward pass. Take the goal. Meeny, meeny, miny, moe. Ready or not, here we go. You're listening to This Week in the World of Football, presented by TheWorldOfFootball.com. Promoting the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. And now, on with the show. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Week in the World of Football. This is episode number 58 for September 18th, 2018. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table for me, as always, is my son, Adam. Hi, how you doing on this fine Tuesday? Oh, man, summer has really hung on here in Michigan, and it's great. I love it. They're, uh, still 80 degrees, and uh, no sign of fall yet, even though fall is this weekend. I hate yeah, to see fall coming. yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, the weather's been great, and uh, it's a great time in here in Michigan. The leaves are going to be turning here pretty soon. All right, we come to you each week from the World of Football Man Cave, located in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We are the only show that covers all aspects of the football world being played throughout the year. From the NFL to the CFL, college, indoor, and arena football, our goal is to inform and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping an eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on either iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. You can also contact us on our Facebook and Twitter pages at T-W-O-F Kalamazoo or send us an email. Our address is info at com. So let's review what happened this past week, and we're going to start out with the World of Football scoreboard.
0: Yes, we are. We're going to start with the NFL. It is week two in the NFL. And, of course, uh, we had the week kicked off with the traditional Thursday night game, mm-hmm. which was between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Which uh, was uh, a first half just dominated by the Cincinnati Bengals. They yeah. led 28 to 14 going into the half. The Ravens could not muster a comeback in the second half, despite it being a little low. Uh, you know, they, they came back a little bit, scored about, oh, what did they score? About nine points. Uh, then the Bengals, they only scored 10 points. So it was a very close second half. Uh, Cincinnati wide receiver A.J. Green three receiving touchdowns, unbelievable. And Cincinnati quarterback Andy Dalton threw for four touchdowns. So Cincinnati is a team to be reckoned with. Uh, I guess so. And and might be able to take that uh, AFC North title away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we'll see. Pittsburgh hasn't looked too
1: good so far, but uh, yeah, it's it's early in the season. Oh, it's early
0: in the season, but the Bengals, I mean, cannot believe how good they look. And then we're going to jump over to the Sunday slate of games, which uh, was kicked off with the Atlanta Falcons defeating the Carolina Panthers. 31-24 31 to 24 in their home opener, uh, resulting in both teams going to one and one. Uh, then we're gonna jump over to Buffalo, which saw the Los Angeles Chargers come in and defeat the Bills 31 to 20. And from this game, we had th- one of the most bizarre sports stories, oh, yeah. football stories I've ever heard in my life. So in a year from now, when we review the crazy stories we had this year, this story should be one of them. As Bills cornerback Vontae Davis. Retired at halftime of the games of the game with the Bills down 28-6. to 6. What you, a
1: bizarre... Just, how do you do that? How do you walk away in the middle of a game? Uh, did you read his uh, his statement? That I he saw put, his statement. Uh, there, I read it, and... It was nothing about the team. It was all about him. You know, he didn't say, you know, I, I thank well, the it, team for giving me a chance. At one point, know. he
0: did apologize to his teammates yeah, for, for leaving them. It wasn't his statement. There's I a time thought. and a place, and... I get it if you're if you had enough but I've heard a lot of you know former players really dogging this guy and I think they should rightfully so this guy gave up on his team halfway through a game we've never seen this before. Right. If you were really that down and you really felt like you could not play finish out that game. Just finish the game and retire after the game. Don't yeah. do it halfway through a game. Where, sure, your Bills team is bad. They're they probably the worst team in the NFL. Sure. But don't just quit on your teammates, your brothers like that. And, and I've only played football one year. You've done the same. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, our experiences differ. But if you've been, a, been a, a part of any type of team, you don't want to let the guy next to you down regardless. And it's kind of disheartening to see. And it's just a very bizarre just decision.
1: Now, I heard somewhere that he gets to keep all, all of his signing bonus and most of his pay from the, the I contract have not heard any of that, but
0: I mean, a lot of the contracts, you know, going into the season, if you're on that 50 man, 3 man roster to start the season, that money is guaranteed for that year. Whatever you sign, right. you know, you get to keep. Well, they, they get works. a game
1: check, you know, after every game. You right. know, they divide it up for, you know, whatever their contract is or whatever. So, I mean, does he get half a game check? Uh, does he get no game check? I don't know. Completely? I think
0: yeah. uh, after he actually officially files for retirement with the league office, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of paperwork
1: worked out, but I just wonder if there's more to this. You know, I mean, there could be. Did, did uh, he did he get wind that there was a drug test coming up, and then uh, maybe uh, you know he knew it wasn't going to pass it? You I know, don't know. He's just, a 10 year veteran. He started the game. That's True. He started the game. He you, was the
0: starting cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. You wouldn't Bills.
1: expect this from a guy that's been there for 10 years.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's been a, a cu- with a couple teams. I believe this is his first year with yeah. Buffalo, but still.
1: Maybe he wants to retire so that he can get out of his contract and then go sign with somebody else before Maybe. the end of the season.
0: Who, who knows? It's a very bizarre story. This just One, happened the other, other day. Just <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a joke a when we of... were reading about it during yeah. our game. Yeah, but... you turned
1: to me while we were watching the Lions game and, and said, oh, yeah, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're saying somebody just quit. And it's <laughs> It turned out to be true, and
0: and it's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk around that story. Yeah.
1: So I it, guess
0: we'll uh, keep tabs on this one as it develops.
1: Yeah, we'll see if he stays retired. I, I don't know. I just I, I got a real problem with this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and jumping from that bizarre story to the next bizarre thing in the NFL this week, we have our second tie of the season yeah. as the Minnesota Vikings with four seconds left in overtime to win the game miss it they just shank it i cannot believe the inaccuracy <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for inadequacy of kickers this year so far it has been ridiculous yeah
1: even with detroit matt prater missed two field goals in his first week he never does that it holds the record for the longest field goal in nfl
0: history kickers and,
1: all over the place are just uh, losing it this year i don't I, know what it is i
0: don't know what it is but uh, it's led to two ties this yep. year and and the vikings and packers tied 29-29 in Lambeau. Uh, that was Minnesota's game there at the end. Green Bay blew a lead, and Minnesota came back. Kirk Cousins. I don't know if you saw it towards the end of regulation to tie the game up. Oh, I can't. I don't know how he got this pass completed. There were two. It looked like the play on Thanksgiving where mm. Marvin Jones caught it between two guys, mm. but it was I, I couldn't see where the ball got into the uh, Vikings' receiver hands, but he ends up in the end zone while Cousins is getting knocked onto his back. Yeah. Unbelievable play. Yeah, but either uh, yeah. team
1: could have won that game. But.
0: Yeah, so both teams are technically undefeated still, <laughs> yeah. which is bizarre to say,
1: but... 1-0-1. 1-0-1, oh, one. Uh,
0: one, oh, yeah. Who thought you'd see two ties two weeks in a row?
1: Really? Very yeah, bizarre. You might have one in a season, but boy, I'd, since I've been watching football, I mean, since I was a kid... I've never seen this many ties. <laughs> no, not two ties in, a, in a, the same season. I think we I I have had
0: a two ties in a season... Maybe five years ago. Really? I, I want to uh, say I could be wrong about that, but I feel like within the last five to ten years, I've seen it it's a just couple very, times. very
1: unusual. It is very unusual. Even one tie. Is because
0: I room. believe the last time I remember was when Donovan McNabb was still quarterbacking the hmm. uh, Eagles, and he didn't know uh, that you could tie.
1: Mm. Okay. I, that was yep. a big story. Yep. I do remember that. And I believe that.
0: that happened twice that year. Like It happened to them, and then it happened to somebody else, okay. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So we're going to jump from that to more field goal problems as the Cleveland Browns. Uh, took on the New Orleans Saints, and they, I believe their kicker missed two or three field goals in this game, mm-hmm. and two extra points. Yeah. So the big story was that they left eleven points on the field that would have given them the win because they lost to New Orleans by three. It was twenty-one to eighteen. The New Orleans Saints win, and the Cleveland Browns they they probably should be two and zero right now. Yeah, they, really they probably be. should be two and zero. Yeah. Um, they're a lot better than that record indicates, and they are o one and one right now, <laughs> and what if you're the browns fans you gotta feel worse than the lions fan because you found every which way to not win a game
1: yeah but well, didn't you show me uh, you sent me a video oh of yeah saints, saints fans outside no the, it was browns fans outside or, sorry, browns fans yes uh
0: the cleveland stadium uh doing kicker tryouts yeah, kicker themselves tryouts. because uh their kicker could not make a pat <laughs> I believe somebody went out right after the game and recorded a video and sent it to the Browns saying, look, look how easy it was, and I did it barefoot, like uh, crazy stuff in
1: Cleveland. And haven't they cut their kicker?
0: I don't know. Was that official? I haven't seen that yet today. I thought they did. I thought I heard they were trying out maybe a couple kickers. I know Minnesota signed the second most accurate kicker, the former Dallas kicker that got cut. Mm. I forget his name at the top of my head. Mm. But he got signed to the Vikings. So the Browns might be looking for somebody before their big game Thursday night. But –
1: uh, yeah. kickalicious is still out there kickalicious
0: yeah what a what was that like 2011 man what is that was a few years crazy ago crazy time that the was Guy from
1: germany i guess yeah
0: <laughs> anyway moving on the miami dolphins continuing to surprise advancing to 2 and 0 beating the new york jets 20 to 12 uh the kansas city chiefs showing that they are a power to be reckoned with in the nfl uh defeating the pittsburgh steelers in pittsburgh 42 to 37 uh, dropping the Steelers to 0-1-1. So the Steelers in a little bit of disarray right now. Yep. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, a rookie last year, he's only played in three games or started technically three games at this point, uh, the finale of last season, and then two games this year. And he's already thrown 10 touchdown passes two games into the season, which is an NFL record. Unbelievable what this kid's doing. And this Kansas City Chiefs offense is just unbelievable right now. <laughs> They got a lot of playmakers on that team, and Coach Andy Reid is uh, really dialing up something special out there in KC, so keep an eye on them. <laughs> uh, to another surprising team, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers behind backup quarterback uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, defeat the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. I didn't see this one coming despite their big win last week against New Orleans, but Tampa Bay wins 27 21. Fitzpatrick another 400 yard game, four touchdown passes, and if you've seen his post game press yeah, conference, that was awesome. <laughs> he you know took the clothes of Deshaun Jackson and just decided to talk to the media that way. And I, I mean, if you're this guy and you've been, he is
1: enjoying every minute. You of You might his as well just enjoy the, the every spotlight. second you can sure. because
0: Jameis Winston comes back after next week, so they have the Monday night game. They play the Steelers uh, in Tampa, and I believe after that, Winston comes off suspension. What would he what do you do
1: i would i would you stay stay, with the hot hand i would stay with fitzpatrick yes i mean until he screws up or has a bad game you know uh, you don't you don't mess with success i mean he's what a 13 14 year veteran yeah uh he's had his ups and downs
0: he's thrown six picks in a game before but this year he just looks so good and you know he was uh featured a little bit on hard knocks last season so you got to see him a little bit and He's got a good personality and a good attitude, and I don't think he's got anything against the starting quarterback. But when you got that chance, sure, shine, do yep. it, own it. And, yep. As uh, long, so, as,
1: yeah, as long as he's producing, I would stick right with him. So
0: he, he's been a great story this yeah. season. He may not NFL. be the future,
1: but he's he's your your quarterback of today. So keep him. Yeah. So let him go.
0: Uh, we'll see if the Fitz magic can carry on. <laughs> uh, moving on, the Tennessee Titans defeat the Houston Texans twenty to seventeen. The Titans get their first win of the season. Uh, the Texans a little bit disappointing behind uh, quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, I thought for sure they'd be a little bit better this year, but they've just been in a couple of really close games. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts behind Andrew Luck uh, surprised the Washington Redskins, who we all thought looked a little better. Uh, but uh, back to their old Washington ways, they lost to the Colts in Washington 21-9. to Yeah, only putting up nine points. That's, uh,
1: that's surprising.
0: A little bit, uh, but... You know, one hot game does not make a season. So sure. uh, we'll see if Washington can bounce back from that, and we'll see if the Colts can sustain uh, with Andrew Luck still kind of re- coming back from that injury. He didn't look too good. through two touchdown passes, uh, two interceptions. Former Detroit Lion Eric Ebron had a touchdown catch this week again. Hmm. So we'll see what the Colts can do. I'm not expecting too much, but uh, I'd rather just see Andrew Luck be healthy. I think he, you know, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and I, you know, hope he can stay up on two feet. Uh, moving on to the 4 o'clock slate of games, the Los Angeles Rams just manhandled the Arizona Cardinals 34 to
1: nothing. Yeah, uh, that really surprised me.
0: So the Arizona Cardinals, what are they going to do? They uh, Is it time to throw in rookie quarterback uh, Rosen? Or I don't know. What do you do? Because yeah, there's know. nothing going on with this Arizona Cardinals team who only scored six points last week. Yeah. So they might be worse than the Buffalo Bills, but yeah. we'll see.
1: And then the Rams and the Chargers are kind of picking up right where they were last year. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. you know the kind of you know the, the teams to beat out there.
0: Yep. So we'll see the Ram, you know the Rams that hot offense from a year ago, uh, and just a, a loaded team this year, loaded on defense this year. So we'll see if the Rams can sustain their success. Uh, apparently they they didn't look great despite winning thirty four nothing. They still got a lot of chemistry to uh, get on track, but hard to argue with those results. Yeah. Uh, in the next game, uh, the Detroit Lions fell to the San Francisco 49ers 30-27. to uh, Obviously, we watched this game. Sure. Uh, that was a tough one. Typical yeah, they, Lions. They, they made a comeback. They made know? a comeback. They, they were down 13-30. to They scored. Oh, what they score? That'd make it 15. No. Hold on. I can't do math. <laughs> they, they scored 14 <laughs> points to come back within a field goal. Right. And they had a chance at the end of the game. uh, you well, they, know, they, they blew a few chances. You can't just point to right. one distinct play. Right, the yeah, Lions blew a few chances. And the was, and the uh, 49ers had every chance to put the Lions away, and they just couldn't. So right. neither of these teams are perfect, but you know neither of them are as bad as maybe we thought last week. Yeah.
1: The Detroit defense actually played fairly well. Oh, uh, no, they, they did not. They were awful. They sacked them a couple times. But they, they the allowed
0: 150 plus yards rushing, and that is inexcusable when the San Francisco running back rushes for 130 yards by himself and is the leading rusher in the NFL because well, of they that.
1: They didn't even come close to getting uh, the Jets quarterback the week before. Yeah, uh, So uh, they, at least that was a little bit better that they got some pressure I don't on know, the quarterback uh, the, this time. That
0: Niners offensive line was banged up too, so I don't know what to mm. take stock in. Stafford missed several uh, long passes that could have easily been touchdowns oh, yeah. that would have swung yep. the game. So. I don't know. Uh, the Lions got the the Patriots next week, so I don't know. We could be looking at zero and five before the bye week.
1: Yeah, Detroit looked really, really bad in that opening Monday night game. Uh, they started out looking bad in San Francisco, but they, you know, they made a, a bit of a comeback towards the end and just, you know, came a little, up a little bit short. So, you know, are they improving? I don't know. We'll yeah, we'll find out. It's a long next season.
0: Yep. Are we expecting playoffs? I'm no longer expecting <laughs> playoffs. I thought maybe they'd be a borderline playoff team now. I would just be happy to get a tie, Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, the Oakland Raiders fell to the uh, Denver Broncos 20-19, to so it was a close game, but the Broncos had to come from behind. Uh, they had a 12-point deficit that they were able to climb back from to win the game. So the Denver Broncos, no joke, but uh, the Oakland Raiders looking a lot better than they did the week before as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 0-2 for... Uh, John Gruden, Uh, do you think he's regretting trading away uh, Khalil Mack at this point? I would think so, Yeah, You would think he would be. Uh, Then moving on to maybe the highlight game of Sunday, which was the New England Patriots taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in a rematch of the AFC title game last season. And surprise, surprise, the Jacksonville Jaguars came out and just punched New England in the mouth. And they were without running back uh, Fournette which you thought would be their big key to the game. And instead it was Blake Bortles who a lot of people would not put their trust in. And he's the one who guided this team to a victory throwing I believe he threw three touchdowns and just commanded that Jacksonville offense to beat the new England Patriots. And this is the first time since 2006 that Jacksonville has started two and Oh,
1: so good for them.
0: Yep. So Jacksonville a team to watch out for this year as well. They look locked and loaded. Uh, And continuing from their success from last season.
1: Yeah. Brady looked uh, pretty frustrated on the sidelines from from some of the stuff that I saw. He was, he was was very fired up on the the sidelines, um, but again,
0: this is the new England MO. They always do this in September. They, everybody questions, Oh, are they going to be good. Any year? Is this the year that Brady and them fall apart? It's September. Wait till you start hitting October, November, December, then judge them because this is their feeling out period. Like I said, and (laughs) if any team, this is your feeling out period after four weeks, Make it or break it, but like uh, there was a statistic: if you're 0 and 4, though, uh, only one team ever has come to come back to make the playoffs, and that was the '92 Chargers that went to the Super Bowl.
1: Well, even like 80 uh, some percent of teams that go 0 and 2 ever make the, yeah. the playoffs. It's a lot so. of
0: statistics. If yeah. your team's 0 and 2, I can't give up hope completely just because I'm that young millennial
1: and I'm not a big statistics guy. And either. I
0: know you're not, but I you gotta put some faith in numbers. <laughs> And then the Sunday night game was between the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys, which saw the Cowboys defeat the New York Giants at home, tw- uh, yeah, I would say 20 to 13. They, yeah. they had six sacks on Eli Manning, and Eli, there's a great picture of him just looking like he had no idea what, <laughs> yeah, what him. Yeah, they're picking him
1: up off the ground, and he just had that look on his face yeah. like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so the Giants uh, still trying to figure out uh, how to put a good team on the field, and the Cowboys... Not great, not flashy, but getting the job done.
1: Yep. At least this week anyway.
0: Yep. And then in the Monday night game last night, I was not able to catch a lot of it, but the Chicago bears defeat the Seattle Seahawks 24 to 17. That Chicago defense is there to play six sacks, two takeaways, and one of them for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Yeah. This defense.
1: I, I watched, uh, about half, of, <laughs> half of this game last night. And, uh, yeah, the Chicago defense is really something. I'm I'm not looking forward to having no. them go get, oh, go up against them twice this year. Uh, they've really improved there. And yeah. Seattle uh, looked bad for a while, but they did make a comeback towards the end. Yeah. Uh, a couple of interesting uh, tidbits from this game. Uh, Seattle punter Michael Dixon, who's Australian, I guess. Uh, he drop kicked a kickoff uh, after they scored a touchdown. I saw that in, highlight. In the that was quarter. interesting. Yeah, there was a there was a penalty on the on the extra point or something, so they moved him up to the, like the 50 yard line for the kickoff, and so he drop kicked it. Um, and they were talking then, you know, when's the last time that we've seen a, a drop kick kickoff? Was it a, Doug Flutie? A, well, th- that was a drop kick for for an extra point. Oh. Uh, and uh, but this was a kickoff. And what was the benefit of doing it on a kickoff just for? Just because he can. Just because he can. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, all right. And then and then later on in the game, he uh, he also drop kicked a uh, an onside kick attempt and uh which to me now that makes sense you might see more of that that
0: uh, that does make sense i'm surprised because you could drop kick
1: it you know you can just like pooch it right over the first bunch of guys you got a little bit more control i think rather than just running up on the kicking tee and trying to you know shoot it left or right or whatever uh that that looked really uh interesting but you know he he kind of like squibbed it off to the to his left and it went right into a guy's hands and he just stepped out of bounds with it so you know um no big deal there, but I, I think the possibility of more, some more drop kicks for, uh, for an site kick might be uh, um, the wave of the future. It could be. Who we'll knows? see. You know, you Neil. Know. But it was very interesting to watch that. There's
0: always <laughs> those trends in football. You know, one team will do oh, yeah. something, and one
1: person has has a bit of success, and everybody's going to be doing. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Wildcat offense of 2000 yeah. and whatever that was, yep.
1: 2010.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on from the NFL. We'll get back to our picks uh, for week three, but we'll do that later on in the show. Okay. Uh, so please just stick around for that. <laughs> and we're going to jump over to some college football. And uh, I'm going to start us off. I know you got some games and stuff you want to mm-hmm. talk about. But uh, we're going to talk about some of the big upsets over the weekend. And a few of the ones I took of note uh, was the number 12 LSU Tigers uh, defeating the number seven ranked Auburn Tigers 22-21. And a and a big comeback. And this is the, I believe they said LSU who was three and Oh now have beaten two top 10 teams in the first three weeks. And nobody's ever done that. Mm. So this LSU tiger team could be a team to reckon with. We'll see. It's early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, number six, Wisconsin fell to BYU 24, 21. And yes, BYU unranked, uh, Wisconsin misses the game time field goal with less than a minute to seal that victory for BYU. Uh, then, Number 17 Boise State fell to number 24 Oklahoma State, 44 to 21. So Oklahoma State guns a and in a real surprise, the number 22 USC Trojans fell to the Texas Longhorns, 37 to 14, making it the 900th win for Texas in school history. Unbelievable for yeah. the program.
1: Yeah, they they become the fourth FBS team with 900 wins behind Michigan, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Now, there was a graphic that came up right after the game that yeah. said they were the third, but there was an article that I read after that that said they were the fourth. Okay, uh, And yeah. then uh, the, there was another one, uh, Yale, you know, in the uh, FCS also has 900 wins in their school history, but this is just FBS, so they're... They're the fourth one with 900 wins in the FBS. So unbelievable.
0: Maybe in a decade we'll be talking about teams with 1,000 wins.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure maybe one of them's already hit 1,000 wins. I think Michigan has 945 right now. Oh, okay. So, So, yeah, maybe in
0: the next – if they can at least get some 10-win seasons under their belt. But it's been pretty hard in Michigan for that. Uh, And then the number 23 Arizona State Sun Devils, which we've been uh, looking at because of new head coach Herm Edwards – they fell to unranked San Diego State 28-21, so short-lived success in the top 25. Then again, every week, as I say, uh, it's before the actual playoff rankings, so take the rankings with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Teams are still trying to figure out their way. And then Akron was a 21-and-a-half point underdog to Northwestern. I don't have that score right in front of me. Uh,
1: I did. Uh, yes, 39-28. Okay, 39-28, yeah. So
0: Akron, way to go, and... The Big Ten, I I, I heard somebody saying on the radio, they just, between Troy beating Nebraska, which you have written down here, yeah. uh, Troy beat Nebraska 24-19, to Akron defeating Northwestern 39-28, and I believe uh, Rutgers and Maryland, uh, I don't have them in front of me, but they were saying the Big Ten did not have a good week this mm. week when it came to beating the teams they probably should beat.
1: Yeah. So uh, that is it for the college stuff I have. I'm going to jump over to you and let you... uh, Well, you forgot the most important game of the weekend, and that's the game that you and I were at. Well, I was going to let you take (laughs) the lead on this. Yeah, we actually went to a uh, college game. We were there uh, at Waldo Stadium across town. Kalamazoo, the center of the football world. That's right, and uh, we saw the Western Michigan Broncos defeat uh, Delaware State, uh, which is an FCS team. The Hornets. Yes, by the score of 68 to nothing. Unbelievable. It was... uh, it was a great night i mean sure it's an fcs team and we we'd already lost to michigan and we lost to syracuse so you know this was a feel good win for everybody and at, syracuse at and
0: michigan are both ranked uh ranked teams right. so uh Right. Don't uh, get too upset at Western for losing those.
1: But but it was just a, a gorgeous night. I mean, it was, oh, it, it was, was hot it was, though to oh, like uh, Low eighties, maybe was eighties.
0: Got down to the seventies as the game
1: went on. So it was a beautiful. It was actually too hot when we got there because we went to our seats and the sun was just baking us. So we got out of there and we went to the, the shade, you know, by the concession stands for a bit, and uh, and then we just uh, you know went back to our seats, you know, for the for the uh, opening kickoff and uh, and the pregame show. But good atmosphere. What? Western. I mean, oh, if you, yeah. if you're ever a good in,
0: crowd, yeah. If you ever want like a nice lower tier division one school, go to Western. They, they put on a great show, great band. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as the band comes on, everything oh, yeah. just gets kicked into gear. Yep. Uh, they had fireworks at halftime. Fireworks at halftime. Uh, the cannon every time they scored, and <laughs> they scored a lot. Yeah. 68 points is nothing to sneeze at. But... Yeah,
1: we we actually left a little early, and uh, we didn't see the last couple of touchdowns, but we heard them on the radio <laughs> when we got to the car. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They scored again? Oh, my Yeah, man. Just, it,
0: it got way out of hand, and I felt bad for that Delaware State team. Yeah, I did too. But, but... I mean, you, you play who you got to play, and you got to beat who, you, who they put in front of you and. the – Western did what they were supposed to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. In another game uh, over the weekend, uh, did you saw the uh, the fake fair catch by North yeah, Texas? Yeah, that was great in that game against Arkansas. Uh, North North Texas went on to win that game, forty four to seventeen. That was just an unbelievable play. I can't believe the guts of that guy to to stand there, uh, knowing that he didn't catch. You know, didn't call for a fair catch. Somebody could have laid him out, probably, and it would have been totally legal because you know he didn't call for a fair catch. He was he was a uh, you know an active player. And he just stood there, and and people just kind of walked away, and then he took off running. Incredible! I don't know if you'll ever see that again. There's, teams are going to go. You know, even if he calls for a fair catch, go up and touch him or do something.
0: Get, at least stand in his face. Yeah. And do something. Yeah. Don't, you know, get a couple uh, and, guys and, around him. Yep,
1: Stay in there until the until the ref comes and takes the ball from him. Yeah. <laughs> you know this. You may never see this again, but wow, that was an incredible highlight. Just when you thought you'd never see any
0: unique college football yeah. highlights, that yeah. one takes the cake that's, this year. That's got to
1: be one of my all-time favorite plays now. So there was that game, and then um, oh, you oh you talked about the Akron Zips, okay. So I can cross. Yeah, that I was off. gonna say I,
0: I I touched on a few of the ones that you wanted to talk about as well.
1: Okay, uh, but yeah, Hurricane Florence uh, was uh, bombarding the East Coast, and uh, I started looking up and just seeing just how many games were. Uh, Postponed. And in the FBS, there were five games that were canceled, including uh, number 13 Virginia Tech versus uh, East Carolina, number 14 West Virginia against North Carolina State, and number 18 UCF versus North Carolina. Uh, and those were games were all canceled, and then one other game was uh, postponed. And then, if you go down to the FCS, there were actually four games that were postponed and five games that were canceled there. Division two had one canceled Division three had one canceled NAIA had one canceled and one postponed and even in the uh, uh, National Junior College uh, Athletic Association there was one cancellation and two postponements so it affected all levels of, of college football um, uh, I don't know uh, I, uh, there was one college that uh, did reschedule their their game and I've, I got this I was going to talk about it in the news but we may as well talk about it now. Iowa State uh, had their week one game uh, not even this week, but last week, versus South Dakota canceled uh, back on September 1st due to lightning. And uh, they have uh, scheduled a replacement game against uh, an FCS school called Incarnate Word uh, from San Diego. And that game is going to be played on December 1st. However, that game won't be played if Iowa State qualifies for the Big Ten Conference Championship game, which is going to be held that same day in Arlington, Texas, or if Incarnate Word... Did I say? You said Big Ten. I'm sorry, Big Twelve. I was gonna Big say, I was Twelve. Like, I don't remember that team yeah, being in no. the Big Ten. <laughs> no, Big Twelve. My mistake. Uh, so, so if they're in the Big Twelve championship game, this game won't uh, come into play. But uh, also, if Incarnate Word qualifies for the FCS playoffs, uh, they won't. Uh, this game won't take place either. Uh, fans uh, who purchase tickets to the South Dakota State game will receive uh, tickets to the December first game. So, uh, I think that's it for uh our college scores uh i did have one one uniform uh, under uh, what i'm calling now the good the bad and the ugly in college football uniforms i only saw one good helmet i didn't see any bad or ugly this week uh the one good helmet that i really liked was the hawaii helmet the university of hawaii oh yeah that was fantastic yeah and i saw i saw the um the island, uh, the outline of the islands on the helmet last week, and I'm not sure if they had it on both sides, but this week I got a real good look. So they had their regular Hawaii logo on one side, and then the islands on the other side. I just thought that was pretty unique. Uh, oh, yeah. And I really liked it. I think I like more that.
0: teams should do that, put their state uh, outline mm-hmm. on their helmet on one and then their team logo on the other. Oh yeah. Unless you're Michigan. then Well, yeah, M-
1: Michigan, uh, one wing on one side and the, and the Great Lakes on the other side. But I
0: think it would be fun no. for, like, especially interstate matchups where, you know, you got your team colors, like a Michigan versus Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be
1: something unique. Put the outline but, of the two states on the helmets. But Michigan's is so yeah.
0: iconic with the wings that right. you probably couldn't get away with that. But right. a lot of the teams, you know, there's so many alternate helmets now, and yeah. it's a whole... Uh, marketing and branding thing. So who
1: knows? I don't know if I saw any Oregon highlights. Did they even play over the weekend? I have
0: no idea, to be honest with you. But, yeah, from all the highlights (laughs) I
1: saw, there were no terrible uniforms.
0: But if Oregon did play, then they're automatically on the list. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep. Okay, so I guess we're going to move on to the CFL.
0: Yeah, week 14 in the CFL, also known as Hall of Fame weekend this Mm -hmm. week. Uh, There were only three games, uh, with uh, with three other teams being on by this week. Uh, But the first game, which was Friday night, uh, was between the British Columbia Lions and the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, Montreal had a blocked and returned field goal for a touchdown to take a 14-13 to 13 lead, but it was the Lions after that scoring uh, 19 unanswered, including back-to-back pick sixes in the fourth quarter to seal that victory. The Alouettes then announced this week after that loss, 32-14 to 14, I might add, uh, that Johnny Manziel will be the starting quarterback for this upcoming game. So,
1: uh, yeah, he's he's been in the media saying, you know, I've been I've been feeling okay the last week or so. You know, why why aren't I back playing? It's, it's, I don't know if they were just taking their time with him or maybe seeing how this uh, other quarterback did because he did win a game or two. Uh, so, but anyway, regardless, uh, Manziel's back in the uh, starting lineup uh, coming this next week.
0: Yep, and then British Columbia winning a couple games in a row now, climbing back up in their division. Uh, we'll talk about the standings here in a second. Then Saturday night in a doubleheader. The Calgary Stampeders continued uh, to add to their win total, defeating the Hamilton Tiger Cats 43 to 28, making it Hamilton's 14th straight loss to Calgary. Hmm. Uh, and, and there was an entertaining back and forth first half. I mean, it was real close there. Uh, Hamilton jumped out to the early lead, but then Calgary kind of clawed back, and at, by halftime, Calgary was up 20 to 19, and it just went downhill from there. Being outscored twenty three to eight in the second half, so that Calgary team, when they really want to put the you know pedal to the metal, there's really no stopping them.
1: Yeah, and this was the Hall of Fame game uh, for the CFL. Uh, this was the game was on Saturday night, and on Friday night they had all the inductees uh, come out, and uh, they they had their busts there on the field, and and uh, that's where the canadian football hall of fame is is in the stadium right uh, there in hamilton which we had a,
0: our pleasure of yep. checking out when we saw yep. hamilton a few weeks back Yep.
1: so the, yeah, the hall of fame game is always in in hamilton and uh, they they bring out the the inductees the night before and have a nice little presentation there on the field and then uh, uh have the game uh saturday night so yeah we'll talk about the uh, inductees here in a moment so uh, why don't you continue with the next game
0: all right and the final game of the weekend the ottawa red blacks defeated the saskatchewan rough riders 30 to 25 uh, and the highlights from this game are great. If you get a chance, go look up these week 14 highlights because uh, that Saskatchewan stadium was packed. And when those lights went out and they had those green glow sticks, <laughs> unbelievable. I've never seen a Canadian you know, fan base just look so cool. And they started off the game great with an opening kickoff return for a touchdown, but Saskatchewan just could not stop the Red Blacks. Uh, and Ottawa snapping Saskatchewan's four-game winning streak. And uh, snapping their own two-game losing streak. So, good for Ottawa getting back in the win column. uh, But... Sorry, Saskatchewan. No comeback this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I posted a lot of highlights from all three of these games. There were so many great so many great catches, you know, and highlights. pick sixes and fumble recoveries and kick returns. My gosh. It like was I just... said,
0: yeah, in that British Columbia game, they, you know, those two pick sixes in a row, I could mm. not believe that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Montreal, that's probably why they're going back to Manziel as their yeah. quarterback.
1: Could be. Uh, and,
0: uh, yep, in the bye week, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton all took breathers this week. So uh, we'll see them back on the field next week. Okay. And that is it for... The World of Football scoreboard. All right. Over to you, Randy, for some football news.
1: All right. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame released uh, 102 uh, names from modern era players who are going to be eligible to be elected to the Hall of Fame for the class of 2019. I didn't get
0: a chance to look at the list. There's a couple notable lions, but other than that,
1: yeah, I skimmed over the list, and uh, boy, there were a few names on there that I really questioned. You know, does this guy really belong in the Hall of Fame?
0: Clinton Portis, running back of the Broncos, and
1: and just there were a few others. And and again, I don't have that whole list in front of me. But um, on a personal note, you know, we've we've got two Detroit Lions: uh, Lomas Brown. Uh, Who is uh, offensive lineman and
0: uh, currently uh, one of our play-by-play guys yep. on the radio, isn't he? Yep. It?
1: And uh, Chris Spielman, the great linebacker. Now I've been saying for years that Chris Spielman—he's oh, always been—needs yeah. to be in the Hall of Fame, and and I'm I'm not sure. I think he was nominated last year, but uh, uh, I'm really hoping to to see him get in because I think he is one player uh, from the Lions' uh, modern era that definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Oh yeah, and he's a broadcaster, so you know that, I think that gives him <laughs> an edge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's true, but most mostly you've got to be on one of those pregame shows, you know, whether it's NFL Network or ESPN or Fox or something like that. Those are the guys they always look. They're, to They're first. running out
0: of them though, so yeah. I think it's time to give uh, some of the play-by-play guys some yeah. love. And Spielman is a great play by play guy oh, too. Oh yeah,
1: he he did the uh, he was our he was he our play game. game. Yeah, yeah. And, and he had some great insights and and it was you know showing you know how this play developed and what could have been. He different. even showed
0: he even. Uh, one of the Lions players had a tell for a run and a pass, and he pointed that out. And I was like oh, man. But a defensive coordinator caught onto that, we're screwed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, great insight. Great, just a great athlete and a great person too. Like I love Chris Spielman.
1: Yeah. So if you want to see the entire list, go to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame website, and uh, they'll have a link to all 102 players by position, and you know who they played for and when they played uh, that are on the list for uh, maybe some highlights class of too. Twenty nineteen. I, yeah, I don't know. I I'll, All I saw was the list itself. Oh, well, but... Then
0: go to YouTube and look up some of their highlights because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of these guys would have a great highlight reel. Yeah. Uh,
1: also, a Packers Hall of Famer who just got in with the class of 2018, Jerry Kramer, had his name added to the Ring of Honor at Lambeau Field. And they've been doing this with a, a lot of the players. They uh, When they have a, a home game like with Chicago last night and then with Green Bay and Jerry Kramer, they presented them with their – uh, Hall of Fame ring. They had mm-hmm. a little ceremony on the field, and then with Jerry Kramer, they also revealed his name on the the Ring of Honor in Lambeau. Uh, they didn't do that with uh, Earl Locker, but maybe he's already there. I don't know on their Ring of Honor, but uh, yeah, they're they're making a big presentation. They're bringing them out with their gold jackets uh, onto the field, and the crowd gets to acknowledge them and thank them for their years with that team, and uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so Jerry Kramer gets finally gets the recognition he deserves up in Green Bay, and. Uh, that's it for NFL news, uh, college news. Uh, Forbes magazine has come out with a list of the top 25 most valuable college football programs. And I've got that list right in front of me. And uh, a little bit surprising, uh, Texas A&M is number one on this list. Uh, uh, revenues of uh, $148 million. And this is for uh, the 2014 to 2016 season is, is what they're talking about. That's where they got their statistics from. Um turning a profit of 107 million during that time Unbelievable. so, so the texas Aggie, you know i just assumed it would be alabama when you think you know top programs uh with all you know all the fan base and all that i just assume alabama would be on there but uh, uh texas a&m is number one the texas longhorns are number two michigan wolverines three alabama comes in at number four on this list then you've got ohio state at five and then Oklahoma, Notre Dame at 7, Auburn, LSU, Florida at number 10, the Tennessee Volunteers, 11, Oregon Ducks, Arkansas, Penn State, South Carolina at 15, Georgia, Florida State, USC at number 18, Washington, Nebraska at number 20. Then you've got uh, Ole Miss, Michigan State at number 22, the Iowa Hawkeyes at number 23, Wisconsin Badgers at number 24. That's three Big Ten teams right there in a row. And finally, rounding out the list, the Texas Tech Red Raiders at number 25. So that uh, it was, it was interesting. You know, I'm I'm used to seeing the uh, the Forbes list of the NFL or the not so much the NFL but the most valuable franchises around the world, where you know you always got some soccer team over in Europe, where right. it's Real Madrid or or Manchester United. They're number one, and then the Dallas Cowboys are going to be number two on the list from from earnings and merchandise and all that stuff. But uh, this was purely college football programs and. Uh, a little surprise. It was Texas very very interesting. You know,
0: obviously a lot of the Power Five conferences represented. Sure. Uh, lots of Big Ten. Lots of SEC. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, they're doing something right. Yep. And to see the Wolverines in the top five is a, a big plus for the state, and yep. have them and Michigan State in the top twenty-five also a big plus.
1: Right. Okay, uh, moving on to uh, some CFL news. We talked earlier about well, the— Well,
0: before we jump into the news, uh, my uh, bad for skipping over the uh, standings in the CFL. I oh, feel like right. I've done a disservice. Uh, real quick, uh, we're going to jump down the West Division. The Calgary Stampeders at 10-2, the Edmonton Eskimos at 7-5, followed by the 7-5 Saskatchewan Rough Riders, then British Columbia at 5-11, and, and Winnipeg Blue Bombers at 5-7 to round out the West Division. In the East, the Ottawa Red Blacks seven and five, followed by the Hamilton Tiger Cats at six and six. Toronto jumps back up to the third spot after not playing a game this <laughs> week at three and eight, and the Montreal Alouettes fall to the fourth spot at three and nine. And if the playoffs were to start today, uh, it looks like British Columbia would have snagged that crossover spot to mm. play in the East Division. So. Mm. Uh, Lots of interesting stuff still coming with the CFL.
1: Yeah, well, their season is winding down. This this was, what, week 14? Week 14, yep. Okay. So, yeah, they've only got a couple weeks to go, and then it's going to be uh, playoff time. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, my bad for missing that right after the scoreboard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, we are talking CFL news anyway. Yes,
0: that's why I was waiting for this opportunity to jump back on.
1: Okay. Uh, the Hall of Fame class 2018 was inducted over the weekend. Uh, there were six players and one builder. The players were Paul Brule, Scott Flory, Tom Hugo, and... Henry Hank Isalik, Brent Johnson, and Baron Miles, and then the builder was Frank Cosentino. So congratulations to all those gentlemen for going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Lastly, the last news story I've got, uh, you you mentioned this to me before I... I had already seen it, and I was going to mention it to you, but the uh, Alliance of American Football is starting to tease some of their team logos uh, they haven't come up with any names yet. Nope, but, they're not uh,
0: even giving any description of what the
1: teasers right. are it's representing. Just, it's just like a little corner of the logo, and so you'll like see a couple of lines, maybe a, a, w- what might be a part of a wing or something. Right, you know, or something looks white... like a shark
0: fin. And, uh, ooh, they've released uh, two more today, so there are <laughs> seven total.
1: Oh, I don't know if 18s. you've seen all of them. No, I but, haven't. Okay. Uh,
0: a lot of different color schemes. Uh, yep. At first I was kind of complaining, I was like, well... Not a lot of variation, uh, but they released two today, uh, and I'm hoping one of them is my San Diego team. I'm going to be pulling for the San Diego team this year. I don't know if we yeah. talked about that.
1: Well, the one purple that kind of looks like Minnesota colors. The one right below that it looks like Detroit Lions. You got colors. something that
0: looks like an Alabama co- colors. Yeah, and... Oakland
1: Raiders black and silver. Yeah.
0: So I'm wondering the, the black and silver Atlanta. looks like it could be San Antonio. Yeah. A lot like the Spurs. But we'll see. Uh, This one's kind of got a Golden Knight vibe to it. But um, I'm hoping we get some cool team names and some unique logos. Sure. And uh, these teasers are kind of a fun way to do that.
1: Yeah, they yeah. should be coming out here shortly because I, I think I heard that you know mid-September they were going to start releasing their the names team names right for these. Well, uh, we got one CDs.
0: tease left to go. They only right. got seven team okay. teases, so we got one more to go.
1: Yeah, maybe after they tease the last uh, logo, they might start releasing. Maybe those. they'll
0: just start teasing different parts of the logo and we'll have <laughs> to put them together ourselves.
1: It's uh, too much work. Okay, well that's it for uh, the history lesson. Uh, anything else that you wanted to talk about that I didn't have written down?
0: Uh, nope. Uh, so if you want to jump into your history lesson.
1: Okay, we'll just uh, go right into this week's history lesson. The Story of Bud Grant's Incredible Journey. Here is what most NFL fans know about Bud Grant. He was the Minnesota Vikings head coach for 18 seasons, from 1967 through 1983, and then again in 1985. He posted a record of 158 wins, 96 losses, and 5 ties, and led the Vikings to four Super Bowl appearances. That's pretty much common knowledge for most NFL fans. Now here's something you probably don't know about Bud Grant. He played college football at the University of Minnesota. He played defensive end and tight end. He was selected in the first round of the 1950 NFL Draft, the 14th overall selection, by the Philadelphia Eagles. He was also a pretty good basketball player in college and was selected in the fourth round of the 1950 NBA draft by the Minnesota Lakers. He played two seasons with the Lakers and won an NBA championship in his 1950 rookie season. He then joined the Eagles and played in two NFL seasons, 1951 and 1952. But after that, there's a 15-year gap from 1953 to 1966 where it seems he simply dropped off the face of the earth. So what was he doing between his NFL playing days and his NFL coaching career? To answer that question, we have to turn our attention north of the border, where he played, coached, and became a legend. He signed with the CFL's Winnipeg Blue Bombers and played four seasons, 1953 to 1956. In his rookie CFL season, he had five interceptions in a playoff win against the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Grant played in the 1953 Grey Cup Championship game, but the Bombers lost to the Hamilton Tiger Cats by the score of 12 to 6. He led the CFL Western Conference in receiving yards in three of his four CFL seasons as a player. He then was the head coach of the Blue Bombers for 10 seasons from 1957 through 1966. He led the team to six Grey Cup appearances, all against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, winning four times, 1958 and 59 and 61 and 62. His coaching record in Winnipeg was 122 wins, 67 losses, and three ties. Because of his time in Winnipeg Grant was inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1983 and because of his time with the Vikings he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1994. One of only two people ever to be inducted into both Halls of Fame. Today there is a life-size bronze statue of Grant outside the stadium in Winnipeg. So now you know that Bud Grant was much more than a great NFL head coach. He was also an NBA champion, as well as a great CFL head coach and player.
0: What a fascinating individual he was.
1: Yeah, I mean, all the years that I was growing up, all I never knew was that he was the Minnesota Vikings coach. I, I had no idea about all this other stuff. Then I heard whispers and rumors about him, you know, being up in Canada and and, uh, playing and coaching up there. But when I was researching this, I was totally shocked to find out he was drafted by the NBA uh, team and then won a title as a rookie on the team. And so that was just totally, totally fascinating. Uh, What a great individual. What a a fantastic story. (laughs) A life well-lived, I will say. Oh, yeah, for sure. uh, uh, So I, I can understand why all the fans up in Minnesota really like him. Okay, uh, we're gonna go on to our weekly NFL picks.
0: Yes, the weekly picks. Uh, and to catch everybody up, I have been doing really decent in my picks the last yeah, two yeah. weeks. Uh, I've got ten out of the sixteen games correct last week. You were able to get seven <laughs> uh, of uh, sixty or mm-hmm. seven of yeah sixteen again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, gotta do a little better there. Um, <laughs> I'm pulling out ahead of you by seven picks. So. Uh,
1: yeah overall you are your record is 21 and 11 in the first two weeks yeah mine is uh after two weeks of seven and nine I'm at 14 and 18. well
0: let's see if you can I'm curious
1: uh I, I kind of did some
0: uh my picks early this time instead of just winging it but maybe I'll change depending on who you pick just to <laughs> spice it up a little bit maybe be the contrarian <laughs> but uh we'll start off uh, and we'll do the Thursday night game and the Thursday night game is between the Jets and Browns, the Browns at home. Uh, and I will do my pick first, and then okay. we'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns, and they are going to win this game.
1: You know what? I kind of agree. <laughs> they, they've come so close. They've come so close. I think this is the one. Thursday home, night, the, be against the, Jets. the
0: Jets kind of took a step back last week, yep. kind of probably showed who they really are. Uh I just feel like the Browns. But we don't, defense. we
1: don't really know who the Browns are either.
0: I I don't care. <laughs> this I, is kind of a toss-up. I'm going to stick with the Browns. Yeah. Yep, me too. You, I'm, nuh-uh. I'm saying Cleveland. Never mind. I'm going to change my answer to the Jets. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sticking with the Browns. But you're, so you're seriously taking the Browns? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you
1: an out. Seriously going to take the Browns. Wow. Uh,
0: and for the record, the last two weeks when we have picked the same team, week one we were six and four when we picked the same team mm-hmm. and last week we were six and five so we are not great when it comes to picking the same games <laughs> together just so you know okay but so we both picked the browns all right and then uh to the one o'clock slate of games uh i think but uh, the next game uh, we'll pick will be the new orleans saints traveling to atlanta to play the falcons and i will let you go first
1: okay well um they're both one and one uh and this is at uh this is in atlanta at new orleans so nope, in, uh, atlanta. A- in atlanta in atlanta was... Atlanta
0: is hosting this game yep
1: okay um i'm gonna say um atlanta i'm oh. gonna go with atlanta, atlanta you're
0: taking the falcons and yeah. i'm taking the falcons as well okay. uh i'm a little upset that you're <laughs> taking my picks <laughs> hey i'm just hey it's all good So, okay, that's two in a row we're picking. Uh, How do you expect to take a lead if you're not going to take some chances? Uh, So the next game, the Denver Broncos traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And I will go first. I think the Broncos on the road. I'm going to pick them to win. The Ravens kind of took a step back for me. I thought they were the hot team. And it looks like they got a lot of problems. So I feel like that Denver uh, defense is really going to have to take advantage of that uh, Ravens offense. So I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, I agree. Uh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) I hate agreeing so much with you.
1: Well, we never agree on anything else, so uh, why can't we agree on our picks? I might have to change one at least at some point if if this keeps trending. Well, it it doesn't count unless you make make the change before the end of the show.
0: No, and if it's typed up, don't worry. I will verbally say I'm making the change. Okay. All right. The next game is the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers. And since I went first, it is now your turn. Who are you taking?
1: Well, um, Cincinnati's two and zero, uh, and you had nothing but good things to say, so I think you're probably going to go with Cincinnati. So I'm going to go with Carolina.
0: No, you were taking the ba- you're taking the Panthers. Yeah. Gosh dang it, Randy! I am taking the Bengals. No. <laughs> yep, I am taking the Bengals. All right, then
1: I want Cincinnati. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: This okay? I want you to look me in the eye and tell me you were taking the Bengals.
1: I want the Bengals. I was only going to take them because, because... You thought
0: I was going to take the Panthers?
1: Well, no, I was going to take the Panthers because I knew you were going to take the the Bengals.
0: Yeah, but are you changing your mind?
1: If you're taking Cincinnati... Which I am. All right, then I'm going to take Carolina.
0: Yeah. Make up your mind. What is this? What is happening right now? Why can't you make up your mind? What? Why the, why the pick? I said you, Carolina right off the bat. You did, but then you changed your mind. Why did you just change? Because you, you said you were taking Carolina. No, I'm taking Cincinnati. You I was just I was pulling like, your leg, Okay, but you are taking the Panthers, just for the record. Yes, Panthers. All right.
1: <laughs> the mighty Panthers. Okay. I,
0: I'm going to tell you right off the bat, you're probably going to be wrong about that game. Uh, and this game is a toss-up. The New York Giants going to Houston to play the Texans. Um, and I guess a couple I'll of 0-2 losers. A couple though. of 0 and 2 losers. I don't know which team is bad. I might even have to change my pick, Um, but I'm going to go Giants. Uh, Giants on the road. I know it's tough and, and that Texans team, neither of them are impressing me yet. And I thought they would, but I'm going to take the Giants just cause they've been close a couple games this week.
1: I'm going to go with Houston. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure that the Giants uh, have what it takes right now.
0: Maybe not. Like like I said, this is one of the toss ups. Yep. Uh, then the Tennessee Titans going to Jacksonville to take on the hot Jaguars. Uh, I will let you go first.
1: Uh, <laughs> Jacksonville looks too too strong right now in, in the early going, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, as am I. I until I see a team uh, beat that Jaguars team this year, they're the hot team. And speaking of hot teams, you got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm sticking with that hot team, that Kansas City Chiefs team. I just I'm a hundred percent behind right now.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think Kansas City, uh, uh, San Francisco, having having seen them play. You know,
0: so yeah, they're they, – Detroit could have beat them. Yeah. And if Detroit can beat you, you're vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Chiefs look mighty, mighty darn good. Yep.
1: Exactly. All right.
0: Moving on, the Oakland Raiders traveling to Miami to play the Dolphins. And uh, we'll let you start that one.
1: Uh, I'm taking the home team Dolphins on that one.
0: Yeah, Dolphins are, are hot this year. Uh, two wins. Uh, home again this week. Uh, maybe not great wins. But I – Boy, I don't know. I picked. I had picked the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I ooh. Oakland's played some close oh, games, Oakland, haven't they? Oh, well, this last game was really close. They looked a lot better this week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, that is just so tough. I don't, I don't Gr- know Travel
1: Gruden could get us first. But win. it's a
0: West Coast team traveling out east. That, you know, there's a little bit of a disadvantage there. Yeah. I want, I picked the Dolphins, and I, part of me wants to take the Raiders. <laughs> But I will stay with the Dolphins. I, I will still with my, stay with my gut, and hopefully that doesn't betray me. Okay. All right, moving on. The uh, amazing Buffalo Bills at 0-2 taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in Minnesota, I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah. Minnesota at home after that tie.
1: I'm picking anybody that's playing up against Buffalo right now. Yeah, Sorry. that's Sorry, probably Bills a safe fans.
0: bet. So <laughs> both of us taking the Vikings. Now this game should be interesting, this next one. The Indianapolis Colts at the Philadelphia Eagles. It mm. was announced that quarterback uh, Carson Wentz Carson Wentz will play. So, uh,
1: Boy, is that going to hurt or help?
0: That's exactly what I'm wondering. I picked. I, I, I I'll let you go first, but I based my team off before finding out this news.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Indianapolis on this one.
0: Well, I I would not blame you, but I feel I'm going with the Eagles. Okay. I'll stick with the Eagle pick. Uh, Maybe Carson Wentz, you know, isn't as bad as we thought. Maybe he'll come out and spark that team after their loss last week. So we'll see. Uh, The next game, the Green Bay Packers traveling to Washington to play the Redskins. Uh, Who who goes first? Do I go first? You Um, go
1: first. uh, You go first. All
0: right. I'll go first. I think uh, Green Bay. Uh, I think Washington took a step back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean after a tie you got to feel like they want to come out and just win
1: i'm going to go with washington whoa what yeah i know they didn't look good last week but uh i'm just not sure that green bay is is 100% with with rodgers in there I, right now i don't know he's, uh I, I think he's a little iffy uh if what if the washington defense can get to him you know they what they defense may, well <laughs> it's it's a big if, but i'm just saying uh, Well,
0: it's a bold uh, it's a bold move yeah, cotton we'll see if it pays off <laughs>
1: I'm going to take uh, Washington.
0: All right. And the next game in a battle of Los Angeles, the Chargers are taking on the Rams. Uh, Can't really cite home field advantage because neither of them have a home stadium yet. Yeah. But uh, who you got in this one? I I got got the Rams. You got the Rams. All right. I do too. The Rams are just something else. Uh, Hard to not pick the Rams with that loaded team. And then we got the Chicago bears traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. And, I gotta take the Bears. The card, uh, the Cardinals, gotta show me something, and they have not shown anything. They have not shown any sign of life other than a couple of field goals. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm going Bears on this one too. Their, their defense is just something else, and if their offense can keep them in the game, the, the defense will uh, will help them win.
0: All right, now here's okay. I feel like we're gonna have the same stretch of games like that, that Sunday night, uh, you know, into Monday night games, where that's kind of what made to break break our picks mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, but Cowboys at Seahawks, who you got?
1: Hmm. Well, Seattle is and two. Dallas is one and one Seattle's at home, um, home after a embarrassing
0: loss on Monday night, uh, a Dallas team. That's not great, but
1: I'm going with Seattle.
0: You're going with Seattle. All right. I went with the Seahawks as well. Uh, I just feel like the Seahawks at home, you got to kind of lean towards that. They just got to weird home field advantage that not a lot of teams can claim. All right. And uh, this game is going to hit close to home, but the <laughs> new England Patriots traveling to Detroit to play Matt Patricia and the Detroit lions apprentice this, versus the master.
1: This will be getting a lot of media attention being this, a Sunday night game. This on will National Matt TV. Patricia,
0: you know, playing as mentor. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm trying to pick with my head, and not my heart, <laughs> but I wrote Patriots down.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to come into town and and show everybody that uh, uh, who uh, who's the master, Leroy. Uh, I am, and that's New England.
0: See, just by you picking the Patriots, makes me want to go and be like, maybe the Lions can turn it around because they they couldn't beat the two teams they should have beat, but they always seem to put up a great fight against the teams that they shouldn't be. Able that's to beat. true. And uh, the Patriots aren't looking that great so far this year either. They're kind of in that vulnerable spot. But I guess I'll stick with the Patriot pick. I just, man, part of me wants to pick Detroit just out of just dumb luck. But, well, that's where it's going to lie. And then finally, the Monday night game, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Tampa Bay to play the hot Buccaneers. Who you got?
1: Uh, give me Tampa Bay on that one.
0: Wow, Really? And I am taking the Buccaneers as well. The Bucks just look hot, and they're going to be at home on a Monday night. you telling me that that crowd is not going to be lit and that all the dysfunction that seems to be going on in that Steelers locker room right now between Antonio Brown and uh, Le'Veon Bell. I'll take the Buccaneers, at least for this <laughs> week. I don't know if they'll sustain it all year, but for right now, this team is hot. Yeah. So, who did you have in the New England-Detroit game? I took New England. Okay, took I, New England. I really wanted to go Detroit. Yeah. and maybe by the end of the show I'll change my mind. I'd love mind.
1: to be wrong on that one. Oh, I would love I, to as well. But I just don't have the confidence in my lions right now.
0: Nope, uh, it, it is tough to pick them. So we'll see. But that is it for our picks. Uh, follow along this week as the games go along, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to brag uh, third week in a row.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we gosh we had a lot of the same picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We, oh boy! Twelve Even, times we picked the same team. Kind of, kind of going
0: up. La- uh, week one it was we ten games. Yep. Last week eleven. Now yep. we're up to twelve. Yeah. I don't like where we're agreeing all the time.
1: <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. Yeah, it's not like we got any money or dinner right now. I thought things.
0: about like let's just put five bucks down on each game. Right?
1: Uh, so, says the guy in the lead. Yes. No, no, thank you.
0: I knew you wouldn't like that idea. <laughs> you never like my ideas.
1: Okay, so that's it for this week's picks. Uh, upcoming events, uh, like I mentioned last week, uh, the. Things we've got on our upcoming events are three games over in London. October 14th, you've got the Seahawks against the Raiders. On October 21st, you got the Titans against the Chargers. And October 28th, you got the Eagles against the Jaguars. Those are all going to be at Wembley Stadium. Uh, the first one uh, is going to be a 1 p.m. kickoff Eastern Standard Time, and the other two are going to be 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoffs. So that is it for our show this week. Uh, unless you've run across anything else that's come out in the last uh, hour or so. Nope. I'm waiting for Des Bryant to get signed by the Cleveland Browns, but that <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, well, you would think, you know. After you,
0: they traded away uh They brought him in. Josh still, Gordon, well they traded Gordon to the yep. Patriots. Yep. Yesterday, so Yeah. You think they'd be in the market for a receiver? Sure. So we'll see. Yeah. That's all I got.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that's all we've got all the time we've got for this week if you learned something from today's podcast and we've done our job visit our website at the world for news links upcoming events and more our email address is info at the world of
0: you can also like the world of football on facebook at twof kalamazoo where we post a lot of unique stories and pictures as well as some highlights from all over the world of football again go there you can check out that cool fake uh yeah uh Catch play and all those CFL highlights. Yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter. The address there is at TWOF Kalamazoo. New episodes of this podcast are posted every Tuesday and are available on the following platforms SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. So please subscribe, rate, review,
1: let us know what you think. Tell all your friends about us. <laughs> That's right. Keep those cards and letters coming in, people. All right, join us again next week when we'll review all the happenings in the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. And I'm Adam Snow. And we'll see you next week.
0: Play clock at 3 Matthews got it back, sets, looks, throws. He's got Golden Tate. who makes the catch. Inside the 15. Inside the 10. And he's breaking away. He's into the end zone. Pack the bags. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions!